Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Roulette is going to just play it over and over. Stop, stop, for goodness sakes. We love you, but stop. Blog Talk Roulette, ladies and gentlemen. You never know what's going to work and what's not going to work. We had a hang time of at least 10 seconds before the theme music started, and then it decides it's not going to stop. Welcome to the wacky world of Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, John St. Germain. And tonight, we're going to talk about sleep paralysis, incubi, succubi, being hag-ridden, and other terrifying phenomena. We have a special guest tonight who I'll bring on in just a little bit. And my goodness, it's a lovely night here in East Tennessee. We have uh, clear weather. I hope it's clear weather where you are too. And uh, my advice to you, don't watch the news right now. Just stay away from the television. Turn it off. Don't don't even look at it. There's some kind of phase shift going on. Uh, bring out the worst in people, the craziest in people. I don't know if you're in the spiritual business, but if you are, you see that clients are going through tremendous crisis right now. Even the most minor um, drama is being blown into hyper drama. Uh, my astrologists tell me that this is going to pass within about a week. So just hold on by your fingertips and it's going to pass folks. Things are going to get better. They are going to get better. Um, a lot of my clients have asked me if there's going to be a civil war. Uh, yes, but not like it was back in the old days with muskets and guns. This is a civil war of ideologies. There will be a civil war of ideologies, and it's going to be played out at the voting polls. So for goodness sakes, go out and vote, and don't waste your vote. Make your vote count. I urge you, and the spirits are watching. The spirits are ever watching. Tonight, our crystal of the week is Labradite. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And for those of you just tuning in for the first time, even though this is show number 160, um, who who would have thought we would have lasted this long? 160 shows. It's it's like one of those uh, couples. You know, you see the guy and the girl together, and you say, well, they'll never last. That's what they said about this show. They'll say, oh, that show will never Crystal Silence League, that'll never last. But 160 shows later, here I still am. By golly. Skeptors, doubters, and haters suck it, because the Reverend St. Germain is still here, alive and kicking, still finding things to talk about. Well, they said, how are you going to find all this stuff to talk about for an hour? You don't know me, do you? (laughs) I can talk about anything, anytime, anywhere. I talk in my sleep. Ask ask my wife. I talk about things in my sleep. John, will you shut up? Just shut up for a change, will you? For God's sake, what's wrong with you? You know, it's... I was born this way. I was born talking. When I came out of my mother's womb, I was talking about stuff nobody could understand. So believe me, I walk this tightrope. It doesn't take much to blow me off on a tangent. Believe me, just ask my friends. So try to keep me on topic tonight, folks. Just you know, nudge me, send me an email, say, uh, John, you're rambling again. You're going off on a tangent because remember I started talking about the Crystal Silence League and now I'm talking about you know my promiscuous mother. So there we go. All right. The Crystal Silence League was founded in 1917 by a magical adept by the name of Claude Alexander Conlon for the purpose of distributing positive affirmation and prayer to all those in need. And in those days, people sent their prayer requests on postcards to Mr. Conlon, our founder. And he would bring these great bags of 
postcards and dump them on his platform and put his crystal ball on them and pray and send out his positive affirmation worldwide. And the Crystal Silence League was a membership, and you would buy a crystal ball, and sometimes he would just give them to you. And three times a day, he would go out with his great crystal ball. And if you see pictures of this, this is a, a giant crystal ball, bigger than a bowling ball. And he would send out his positive thoughts and affirmations, and dedicants of the Crystal Silence League would receive them. And we still do that. Pastors of the Crystal Silence League, three times a day, we will send out from our chapels and our uh, temples and our altars positive affirmation and prayer. But now the Crystal Silence League um, has been formed, uh, reborn around 2009, I think, by adepts of uh, the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches on the web. You can find us at www.crystalsilenceleague.org, and there you'll find that people do post prayers, and we'll get to those prayers, and I read some of those out loud. If you post it there, there's a good chance I'll read them. I can't read them all because we get about 200 prayers a week, and prayer is always free at the Crystal Silence League. Although we do have a gift shop, and you can buy crystal balls and books and literature, and some of that literature is written by our founder, Mr. Conlon, and some of that literature is written by me. So go, go over there and buy it and, and do it. Um, we do learn about using crystals on this show. Um, and after we get through with this month and our Halloween uh, Terror Fest, I'm going to go and reiterate the four branches of crystal amancy is pioneered by our founder, Mr. Conlon, and we'll start a series on that and go into the practical use of crystal balls to help you attain your goals and to heal and benefit others. So let's talk about labradorite. Uh, if you've ever seen the stone, it's it's very magical. If you turn it one way, it's just a gray stone. Then you turn it another way, and the light suffuses through it, and it becomes alive with colors. So um, uh, in Alaska, they said that this is just a little piece of the aurora borealis that fell out of the sky, uh, and that's what it looks like. It's a very powerful, protective stone. And I'll tell you that in uh, crystal healing work, it is used to uh, help protect people from nightmares, and it's helped to put you in touch with your dream uh, guides if you do dream work like dream yoga. Uh, it's also used to help people uh, break the chains of addiction. Um, it can help alleviate uh, things like depression and guilt and shame. Uh, it's one of the angel stones. It has a very high vibration. And it's a very hard stone because uh, it's a form of uh, feldspar. So if you make an elixir from it, you can do, use the direct method, put it in water, let it uh, bask in the sun or in the moon. Remember, I have a rule. Uh, not everybody has this rule, but it's one I use. Uh, you let a stone sit in the sun for healing, and you let it sit in the moon for magic which seems to make sense. Same thing if you make an elixir. If you're making an elixir for healing, let it bask in the sun. If you're making it for magical purposes, let it bask in the moon. Um, about uh, a, a full day is fine. You know, a full day of sunlight or a full night of moonlight is fine for an elixir. Some people say three days. That's fine, too. And then you got to drop a brandy to your elixir so it will not uh, grow mold and algae and stuff. And then you can use it for your purposes. You can anoint your uh, chakras with it. You can use it uh, on your crystal grid. You can anoint your stones with it. You can anoint each other with it. just depends on what you want to use it for. And so that's Labradorite. That's our uh, crystal of the week. If, um, I can call your attention to uh, www.crystalsilenceleague.org, and you go to the prayer requests. So you can pray along with me. And those of you who use our crystal method um, can use crystal balls. I have uh, I have several of them on my desk in front of me. <clears throat> of different colors for different conditions. And then my main crystal that we use. And you know, we never use names at the Crystal Silence League. We only pray by prayer ID number. Although I believe if you remember, you can see the names and pictures like I can. I can see uh, your beautiful faces and look at your beautiful names. And if you post pictures of your family, I see them too. That's not a threat. You know, I actually see them. And that, that helps us when we pray. We, uh, Many of us print these out. We print out about 10 a day of these prayer petitions, and we put them on our altar and pray for you. And you can see if you go over there, it will say, like, uh, it will tell you, like here it says, last prayer, uh, like Tuesday by Pastor John. And that's me. That means I prayed for you. 
and we usually click, and it'll it'll say that the pastor is prayed, you know, the which pastor has prayed for you. And I pr- I prayed for about fifty people this week, I think. So let's start. We have prayer ID number seven seven six five three, who says, "May great spirit bestow upon me a loving, warm, cozy, and peaceful home surrounded by nature and gentleness." May I fill that home with love, radiant health, and joy always, and thank you for your prayers. Blessing upon you. Amen. We'll bless you, too. Prayer ID 77651, who says, Praise the Lord, I passed my exam. Thank you, everyone, for praying. Please pray so that I start my family life and have kids and stay happy forever. In Jesus' name, amen. And now we have a prayer, 77648. Who says, I pray for my immigration case to be approved. Please support me with prayer. I currently have an immigration petition pending, and I need to get an approval response because I have been dealing with this case for a few years now, and I need it for it to end. And my favorite, please pray for me. Thanks in advance. Amen. Good luck. May you get that approved and get over here. Prayer ID 77647. Dear friends in prayer, my health is getting worse. Please pray that I get better soon. Please pray that the loud pain in my ears go away and that their health and that their health returns, her ears, I suppose, and feel normal again. Please ask God to take away all my fears and anxiety and that my ears don't suffer from pounding, roaring, agonizing loud sounds that are hurting them every day. I'm scared and I want to save my hearing and the safety of them from getting worse. God bless you for praying for me now and every day. Amen. Prayer ID 77645. He says, hi, and thank you for your prayers. They work. May your prayers come to fruition. I pray for another child with my husband. He's currently not on board with the idea, and I would like him to be. I'm 44 and worried that I may not have much time to even try anymore. I would love for him to at least try. A healthy pregnancy and child would be great. Blessings to all. Amen. And prayer ID 77644. I'm currently at a crossroads in my life right now, and I need to make a very important decision. Please, please cover me in prayer. I'm really needing clarity, truth, wisdom, confirmation, peace. Really wanting God's plan for my life. Not mine. Thank you and God bless you. Prayer ID 77643, who prays, Dear Lord, please bless my relationship with D while we are at long distance. Oh, that's hard. Keep our connection and communication loving, strong, and filled with compassion. Let both our work schedules and financial situations work in our favor. So I've been able to visit him very soon. Please help us, God. Amen. Prayer ID 7764 and 2, who says, We've had one financial hit after another. The IRS inexplicable mistake that they keep apologizing for and not fixing. Ah, that's typical. So we have no award. My son, BC, needs to have $6,000 yesterday to register. He's a great student and a great person, hardworking and kind. Please make his family get him the $6,000 loan today deadline. Oh, that is today. It's urgent. Ben's father and that family are cruel and withholding, so strong prayers are needed. Thank you for your efforts for B. He has had a great deal off a father and school is joy. Amen. Yeah, this this kid needs to get ahead. He's trying hard. Prayer ID 77641. I pray that I will find a good office job in the next two weeks. It's in my city. It's first shift that easily pays all my bills, offers excellent benefits allows me to take care of my daughter and uses my experience and education. Bless you, bless you, young lady. I hope you get that job. Prayer ID 77640. I've had a hard time this month making enough to pay for my living expenses. My daughter and I will be evicted this week. Oh, no. I'm in need of prayer. My quest to come up with $600 over the next two days. I'm behind on this month's rent. And next month will also be due in a few days. The $600 is the past due amount. I'm in need of $1,500 total over the next seven days. 
please pray that I come up with the money and the landlord grants us more time. Amen. And prayer ID 77639. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on the Satanist frolic Halloween. Amen. I am deathly phobic of Halloween because I was raised in areas of Satanism, and Halloween makes me sick. My nerves and body collapse. Please pray that I am very safe on Halloween from Satan, sin, and death. Amen. Hallelujah. Some people do. They're very afraid of Halloween. It's a phobia. Prayer ID 77637. Please agree with me that I get all my past and present bills paid and up to date before the new year. Amen. That's a worthy goal. Prayer ID 77636. Pray for my wife to deliver the baby in normal delivery. Due date is uh, December 23rd, 2018. And prayer ID 77635. Pray for my salvation to get out from all sins. Also pray for me to get my salary increased since my employer not increased salary since January 2017. Please pray for the Lord to touch my employer for an increased salary. Amen. One more. Pray ID 77634. Lord, please bring a man into my life that can be mine and mine alone, that will love me and my kids as his own. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let's have a moment of silent prayer and meditation for all those in need and comfort and especially healing in this troublesome week that we've had. Amen. Tonight we're going to talk about hypnagogia, uh, sleep paralysis, and we're going to uh, go from there into talking about uh, incubi and succubi because I'm going to tell you that during the episodes of uh, sleep paralysis, many people experience a, a, a visitation uh, of space aliens, incubi, succubi, uh, the experience being hag-ridden. And we're going to try to get into this and see if, uh, try to separate fact from fiction. Or is there any fiction to it? And uh, we have a special guest tonight whom I'm about to bring on. And uh, uh, this is Dr. Jeremy Weiss. And let's see you. Uh, Jeremy, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? I'm just fine. Well, welcome to my show, and uh, this is the Crystal Silence League Hour. And uh, so uh, uh, Dr. Weiss, Dr. Jeremy Weiss, he is uh, a medical professional, and he's uh, the author of the book Lithomancy, which is published um, by our uh, No, you're the author of the book Lithomancy. Oh, I'm the the author of the book Lithomancy. You're the author of the book Vulvomancy. All right. We're getting our mancies mancied up. We're getting we're getting our mancies tangled up. I'm the author of Lithomancy. You're the author of Vulvomancy, um, which is, uh, 
yoni divination, correct? That's right. That's right. Right. Uh, and I'm and I'm producing. I'm working currently working on a, a book of Jewish folk magic as well. And you're currently working on a book of Jewish folk magic, and uh, um, I've been. Uh, acquainted with this uh you've been keeping me apprised of this and this is uh you're doing extensive research um into this topic and uh some of this uh i've also known you you to be aware of um uh, in studying uh incubi and succubi which is why you're the guest on That's the show right. tonight That's right but let's talk about sleep paralysis um the um basically, basically sleep paralysis is uh uh, a state where uh, the the mind wakes up, but the body is still asleep. So the body is utterly paralyzed, but the mind is alert. That's and right. Um, that's right. And it's a many people uh, experience this are terrified because you you cannot control it. You can't just wake up and say, "Hey, body, move." So people will wake up uh, alert. Uh, the mind is alert. And aware, uh, the body is still basically in the uh, dissociated state of, of sleep. Um, and um, uh, as I understand it, nobody understands the real uh, mechanism of this, why it happens. Um, and um, but as many as fifty uh, percent of people will experience it sometime. And uh, a number of people, I don't know the percentage, but I, I talk to a lot of people. Uh, who experienced it, and I've experienced it regularly since I was a kid. Um, and um, many creative people seem to have it. Uh, Mary Shelley, uh, Tesla, uh, 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 Marcel Proust, uh, and, um, uh, oh gosh, a number of people. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, apparently. Uh, and um, the, the main symptom is that you're awake and you can't move. And uh, That's right. a lot of times when people... Right, and people... Experiences, they will hear speech, music, humming, hissing, uh, kind of a roaring. They'll hear whispering, um, and there's intense fear. Sometimes this is not terror; it's called not terrors. Now, some people will have sensations of uh, being pulled out of their bed, uh, flying, uh, vibrations. Uh, that they, they will experience a, a very vivid. And some people say hallucination, but you know we'll get into that in a minute. Of of a creature sitting on their chest, suffocating them. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's very famous. Uh, they they experience a heaviness on their chest, right? And I think that's where uh, a lot of thinking about um, the demonic association with cats comes from sitting on your chest and. Uh, at night, you know, uh, and sucking your your spirit out of you. Also, and this is uh, in, in, a, in a number of cases, people experience heightened sexual arousal. Yeah, yeah, right, and 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 that is one of the mm, thinking behind the experience of, of incubi and succubi. Which now, we're going to talk about later. Oh yeah. Now, I, I've, now I, I, can, I can tell you what it's like from within. I've, since I was a small child, I've experienced it. I've, I've awakened and seen people standing around my bed, and uh, and you know I can't move, and it is very. And they're, they're, sometimes they'll bend over. You know they'll just bend over and get very close, and uh, it is a very scary experience. And uh, when I was in my uh, late twenties. At a psychic fair, a very wise man named uh, his name was Mac. He was a shaman. He said, "Well, John, ask them what they want." And uh, so I began to take control of this experience, where uh, I, I began to say, "There's no need to be afraid because nothing ever happens." You know, I don't, I don't get uh, taken to a flying saucer and anally probed or anything. Nothing ever really happens. They just kind of stand there. And um, so I found that uh, when I did this, I said, "What do you want?" Uh, these figures would turn around and walk away. And then I found that I could gradually emerge from uh, sleep and uh, move again. So I found that you, you can you can control this, and uh, a lot of this comes from when you can control your dreams. If you start to do vivid uh, and lucid dreaming, 
you can also control this experience, but I've had it a lot. I mean, a whole lot. And uh, also, I think a lot of it was not hypnagogia because I would wake up and and see them and I could move because I'd reach out and touch them to see if they were real, like real invaders, you know, like a home intrusion or. Uh, yeah, that's more the, like possibly lucid <laughs> dreaming, though. That, that, yeah. that, that might more be you might might be describing something more close to lucid dreaming. Yeah, or yeah. you know, actually seeing spirits. Yeah, uh, you, know, you reach out and if your hand goes through them, it's okay. I, I and you know, people who've shared my bed, uh, you know, it's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm seeing if that's a spirit or if I need to fuck somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm waving my hand and my leg in the air. You know, if I, if I encounter resistance, some, somebody somebody's about to get fucked up, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, up. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing in my house? So, um, but um, are these? Uh, you know, the big question is, are these creatures real? Because uh, the hypnagogic experience has been linked to temporal lobe activity, and um, if you stimulate the temporal lobe, you get a similar experience, and. In a parallel research, uh, uh, monks who meditate have heightened temporal lobe activity. And I, I can tell you also through meditation, there are these things, they're called um, artifacts of meditation, they're called mitrias. And during deep meditation, uh, experienced meditators will see uh, entities. And you're advised to ignore them. And, uh, and I'll tell you that in the uh, Traditions, you know, like in Hinduism and Buddhism, they're not considered hallucinations. They're considered uh, um, nagas and divas and uh, um, uh, creatures or beings that live on other uh, dimensions of existence. And uh, but the, you're advised that as you enter these higher states of meditative uh, absorption, you will develop the capacity for seeing these creatures, and some of them may. Uh, like nagas and stuff, they don't like you to see them, so that they'll try to scare you off. They'll they'll flap around your head, and try to try to run you run you off or distract you, so that you're not invading their realm anymore. They're called mitrias. They're called artifacts of uh, meditation. So the temporal lobe um, seems to be the headlight. The headlight comes on, and you see these. So the question is, are they hallucinations? When so many people see them, they see the same thing, or does the temporal lobe uh, seizure or activity turn on the headlights to where you can see things that are already there, but we just don't normally see them? That's always been the question that I look into it. Um, you know, does it really happen? Um, because, you know, some people die from this. Some people in their sleep die from it. Uh, well, yeah, the whole the phenomenon is fascinating and it is true yeah people can yeah people do die in their sleep from uh 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 from this you know from the situation i don't know that we know what they are what the, what those particular individuals are seeing though it would be interesting yeah we could get is, some fmri is. data on sleep hypnagogia yeah uh, yeah so what do you, what do you, uh, what's your, what's your experience with it from uh, a medical point of view? And also you have a foot in the mystical world too. So um, where, where do you stand on it, uh, Jerry? Well, uh, you know, exactly as you described, I mean, in the, in the, in the, from the medical point of view, uh, there's, there's like, uh, it's a division of sleep where consciousness wakes up, but the body somehow doesn't. That's terrifying, and uh, and uh, we as physicians um, can induce similar states when we give people paralytics, right? And try to for anesthesia, undergoing surgery, we need people to oh, be yeah. paralyzed. But you never you never want to give someone a paralytic without having them uh, under. Uh, uh, and that's, you know, under anesthesia, because otherwise they have this this terrifying, you know, horrific experience of being paralyzed and being awake, um, which, you know, also I think we've 
seen movies that would be, uh, of how terrifying, uh, what a terrifying experience that would be. And I think uh, offline you and I had talked about an individual who um, there's a type of stroke that happens called locked-in syndrome where uh, patients with locked-in syndrome uh, they can only move their eyes, but they're completely conscious and they're intellectually completely intact, but they can only like uh, move their eyes. And one gentleman who was locked in actually wrote a whole novel, and it, uh, one letter at a time through a transcriptionist about what it was like to be, to have that experience being locked in. So I wouldn't terrifying. want to know. I, I wouldn't want to know what it's like. It sounds terrifying. It sounds nightmarish. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds absolutely yeah nightmarish. Exactly. Um, now you know throughout history, uh, we've often associated those things like you know we we've said with visitations with other beings. Um, some people, uh, you, know, we've t- you know, scientists have proposed that as like mechanisms to explain people who are visited by aliens, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, religiously, uh, there's lots uh, that occurs in, 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 in ancient literature of people having these same experiences, and, uh, and it's attributed to demons and demonology and the uh, uh, visitations by incubi and, and succubi, uh, Lilith being the you know um, iconic uh, iconic uh, uh, succubus, right? You know. Yeah. The, what about Lilith? Mother. Tell us about tell, tell us about Lilith. <laughs> what would you like to know about Lilith? She's tell tell us about Lilith. Well, well, uh, Lilith, uh, if our, are we trying to scare our listeners, you know, as a Halloween treat, I, you know, because I, I did dig up a little bit of information. I could, I could relay some, some, some very scary Lilith stories, <laughs> but, well, but he, Lilith, he, yeah. you know, this is, yeah, uh, Lilith, solid, uh, solid and Halloween and, um, uh, but also, uh, you know, informative as well. So what have you got for us? Sure, sure. So Lilith is one of the four uh, Lilin demons that can be tracked back to ancient Sumeria. So we're talking about 5,000 years ago. We're not talking about – we're talking about pre-Hebrew times, not just pre-Jesus, okay, which is 2,000 years ago. But we're talking, uh, you know, Abraham is around 1800 B.C.E., okay? So we're talking well before even Abraham. Uh, So well before the Hebrews, the ancient Sumerians uh, had four Lilith. There was Gilgamesh's father, Lulagabanda, and uh, Ardot, who was Lilith's handmaiden, Lilith, who became the most famous, and one who I like to do a little bit of research on, but who's quite unknown, who's a male Lilin named Urdu. And uh, Lilith has become the most famous, and, uh, and uh, her appearance has sort of morphed throughout time. Often she's depicted with owl feet and wings, and a crown of right. of uh, horns, and she has yes, long yeah. red hair. Um, and usually, uh, quite often, her image is confused, I believe, with Ishtar, but I believe Ishtar's wings are often outstretched, and Lilith's are usually down. Um, uh, and so... Um, there's uh, and then and then she changes a little bit in appearance later uh, uh, in the Talmud around 600 uh, uh, CE. Okay, and, and that time period, she, she 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 that's that's when her hair becomes more matted and uh, tangled uh, and not the, not necessarily you know um, as as long and red and, and as beautiful as before. Um, right and. Yeah, yeah. So she's a she she ter- she she uh originates as the world's first feminist essentially. 
she she uh, the story is that she is essentially created alongside Adam out of the same dust of the earth, and when Adam and and Lilith uh, go to make love, she says to him, "Why should I lie beneath you?" For we are equals created out of the same dust of the earth. And then when she, she begins to understand that Adam is going, is going to make her submit, uh, she shouts out the ineffable name of God and leaves the Garden of Eden uh, and is cast away from, uh, 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 and becomes a demon. And then, then God makes Eve from Adam's rib rather than the same dust of the earth. Hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, and then apparently after uh, they fall, Adam and Eve fall from the Garden of Eden. This is the Talmudic uh, representation of Lilith. Uh, they're sentenced to 130 years of penance where Adam does not uh, does not have uh, sexual relations with Eve. He abstains. Yet uh, Lilith is still, although she's angry with him, she's still attracted to him. So she comes and visits him at night, and and uh, has sex with him, causing uh, nocturnal emissions. And um, uh, over these 130 years, all the many thousands and thousands and thousands of demons of the world were created. And this is how evil is brought into the world. Yeah. Fascinating. So she's really quite the queen, yeah. So the demons <laughs> of the world are the uh, the children of Adam and Lilith. Yes, yes. Yeah, and Lilith, I, th- I think Eve was also visited by an incubus too, but, but, but yeah, yeah, they are those. Those are they are in fact what are called witchton. Well, so the small ones are called witchton, and they became lutons and fair fays, and I think lutons are a type of hobgoblins, and fays are. Lutons that were naturalized in France or something. I can't remember. I've I've got it written down in my book. I can't I can't remember the exact lineage. Some of it is of course mixed with Germanic um medieval uh, you know, as Lilith's uh legend has changed over time, you know, other other cultures have brought in and contributed uh their own mythology. Right. Then you have the gins who were made from smokeless fire. Uh, right. Yeah, um, yeah, and they were shapeshifters. Yeah. Uh, we spoke last week about shadow people, and there was a, an author who did a lot of research, and she believes that the shadow people are jinns, and that they mm. they feed on chaos and uh, turmoil. Oh, they must be having a, a feast right now if jinns feed on chaos and turmoil. Gosh, they must be eating their fill right now. So these... Um, so are these children of Lilith? Are they the incubi and succubi? Uh, no, they're just they're just regular demons, demons of of the world, you know, bad actors. <laughs> bad actors. They're thought do, to be bad. Do they walk? Actors. And this they is walk the around us? Do, yep, okay, so do they walk like and they look like people? And they look Maybe. like people. Yes. Yes. They 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 do have they have human appearance and are invisible, and and in Talmudic uh, in the Talmud they would say that they they if you could they you should be thankful that they are invisible because there are so many demons around us that if you were able to see them you would be overwhelmed with fear that there is a thousand on your left hand and ten thousand on your right hand. Lord have mercy. Yes, there are demons everywhere. Are there angels everywhere too? Absolutely. 
And in Jewish tradition, angels are created by actually the commission of good deeds. So every time you do something good for someone, every time you pray for someone, you create an angel. And the balance of good and evil in the universe is up to human is up to human uh, influence and control is in, within human control to change the balance of power and the forces of good in the universe because we can be forces of good and create angels. This is a wonderful concept uh, <laughs> that through our intention we can change the balance of good and evil. It's, well, and, and it's, it's right true. in line. The more, the more good, it, it, the more good that yes. you do, the more good that there is. It's true. It, it is true. It is true. That's what we teach in New Thought. It's what Mr. Conlon taught. You, you change I mean, reality by, by by your thoughts. You change reality. I by mean, your this by is your this is exactly perfect for the Crystal Silence League. It's it's good for people who are seeking out and needing prayers to be said on their behalf. And for the people who are praying for them, they are creating angels and good in the world. That's exactly true. That's exactly true. We're going to stop for some station identification and then come back. And we're going to talk some more about Incubi and Succubi. And um, I'd like to invite you. We are a call-in show. And if you have questions or you have stories, uh, Give us a call. Our call-in number is 657-383-0525 and press 1, and I'll know that you want to get on the air at first station identification. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Bristol, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And we're back, and we're talking to Dr. Jeremy Weiss, author of uh, Volvomancy and uh, the uh, upcoming uh, series of books, I think, on uh, on a Jewish. Uh, magic, and we're talking about succubi and incubi, those things that visit you in the night. Uh, so tell me about the, the mechanism, Jeremy. Uh, so how do you, what what happens? What does incubi and succubi do? You know, you're you're laying there. Usually it happens at night, right? You're asleep. Well, it's a, what's a typical visit? You mean an you attack? Know, uh, incubi well, is in, an in attack. Yeah, in the Jewish tradition, um, any nocturnal emission is considered is is thought to be the result of of uh, a union with Lilith, um, and um, uh, people who are really concerned about uh, attack being attacked by Lilith. Uh, when couples uh, make love, they have to be quite careful uh, to make sure that that um, Lilith does not have access to any semen, uh, you know, during the love making. Uh, so, uh, that so means that, that, that needs to be protected. Pardon? A nocturnal emission was a nocturnal emission was considered a uh, uh, an, an incu, a succubus or an incubus attack from by Lilith. An, an attack, yes, by Lilith, yes. And, Lord God, she must have kept, um, she must have stayed busy with me when I was a teenager. Jeez. Uh, well, she particularly, of course, goes goes after young young men are particularly susceptible to 
Lilith's attack. Um, uh, but interestingly, uh, in, again, in Jewish tradition, uh, Lilith is uh, um, a uh, demon that, that uh, a male child is susceptible, really susceptible from birth up until the eighth day of life. And the circumcision is, in fact, in part, demonic protection against Lilith. Now, girls are susceptible up until the 20th day of life. And, uh, and, and because of this, the, eight, the, eight, the first, you know, eighth day up, up zero to eight, zero to 20, uh, there are amulets against Lilith that should be put in the four corners of the room. Pardon? I was going to ask, I was going to ask that. Is there protection? There are uh, protections. Oh. Yes. Yes. And there are a lot of protections against Lilith. Lilith is a very... Uh, is a very uh, 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 nasty, uh, evil demon who attacks uh, children and and uh, and men in Jewish tradition are not supposed to even sleep alone in their own homes for fear that they may be attacked by Lilith. That is inviting an attack. Sleeping alone, even as a grown man is considered to be an invitation uh, for an attack from a Lilith. Yeah. So uh, well, what, does a, what, does a bachelor, what does a bachelor do? Uh, a bachelor, what, what does he do? He needs a girlfriend. Well, I'm all for needs that. A girl. <laughs> needs a can girlfriend or a wife. Well, so does, what, can he sleep with his dog or his uh, cat or something? It would, doesn't count? I don't know that that counts. I just know he's not supposed to sleep alone. Okay. You can do. There are other ways of chasing demons out. If you were going to sleep alone, mm-hmm. you know, um, there are there are other things that you can do, and there's ways of demonic detection. Of course, if you ah. think that you ah. perhaps there's demons around and demons about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that Mean, means of demonic, of course, you have to know okay. whether or not, and that might that might be helpful for people who are experiencing sleep paralysis in your audience, because you could you might be experiencing a sleep paralysis, but is it angelic or due to a demonic force? Well, that's exactly right. And then we have the problem of earthbound spirits and uh, and other visit, visitors at night who, you know, you know, if you wake up and you're not per- paralyzed and you're seeing, you know, like you're uh, a deceased family member who apparently is earthbound, and this occurs quite a bit sure. in our business. Yeah, uh, there there are ceremonies and rituals and uh, uh, things that you do to help to help them or to uh, you know, sometimes, you know, there there are spiritual accidents or uh, <clears throat> misfortunes, and sometimes there are just negative entities that uh, that appear, and we have you know ways of dealing with that. And uh, so apparently, though, this was a concern um, in the Jewish community, uh, and there are lots of rituals for uh, um, uh, banishing demons, detecting demons. Uh, uh, protecting yourself from demons? Yeah. Jewish exorcism is a primary, and, and demonology is a, they are demonologists par excellence, really uh, considered in uh, medieval times. Uh, um, uh, and there are, are uh, I have listed coming up in, in, the, in the book, methods of demonic detection. Um, and and fighting demons, you know, all sorts of different methods of fighting demons. But uh, and, and, and you have to be, of course, able to identify which demon you're fighting, because right. different. Right, you've got to know exactly. So demonic detection, you can't. You know, it's, I mean, it's helpful to know whether or not there are demons involved, but then you've got to take the extra step to find out well which one. 
And there are countless of them, apparently. Yes, yes, yeah, countless. So how do you right. get it? How do you That's get right. how do you get the demon's uh, name? Well, that now it depends on what type of some. It depends on what type of troubles you have. You can narrow it down oh. by the particular difficulty symptom that you're having. So certain types. Yes, exactly. The symptoms. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Because certain so, demons create right. certain miseries, right? Certain demons create certain yes. miseries. That's right. They they have their own specialties. Yeah. Okay. Their specialty aggravations. Yeah. The Native Americans believe the same thing. Certain spirits cause certain things. You knew that if uh, something was wrong with the lungs, it was one spirit. If something was wrong with the like arthritis, it was another spirit, and you knew which plant to use. That's right. That's right. That's very analogous. That's very analogous. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not surprising because people also think that Native Americans might be part of the lost tribes of Israel. So yep. it's not yeah, surprising that there is a that's a topic. Parallel. That's a topic for another show. That's right. Yeah, there's there's quite a few <laughs> parallels in spirituality. Yeah, there is uh, worldwide. In fact, in a, um. Uh, you do see some parallels. You do, you definitely do. So, so here, here you are. You have this uh, malady. You suspect demonic uh, interference. What do you do? Um, you know, your wife or your daughter is uh, being preyed upon by uh, by a succubus. You suspect this. How? I, I suppose you need to bring in an expert. You know, or um, you know, somebody who knows what to do it, but. Let's say you you know you don't have one handy, uh, and you're looking when you say, "Well, I need to verify this or something." Uh, you, you know what what do we do? Huh. Well, uh, so are, are the, I mean, it, if you can't give one of us a call, uh, and and uh, you think that you're you're um, uh, uh, being a t- preyed upon by certain spirit, I think, or, or, or evil entity, then you, you, you somehow need a method of confirmation and, and some sort of form of divination. So if, if you can't do, if you can't do that, um, you know, uh, what, what would you advise, you know, what, that is in the purview of, of someone's home, you know, of a layperson, John? Right. Well, if, if you're a layperson and you're suspecting, Evil influence or evil demons, uh, you should seek out. Uh, I mean, you have you know, to, someone. You, you should, yeah, you should seek out a professional. Uh, but you can also, uh, uh, if you ask a spirit to identify itself, it's 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 um, it's required to uh, reveal its presence. But you got to be very careful how you ask it. And uh, the first thing you do if you suspect that there's uh, a spiritual intrusion is uh, you put up protection, and uh, with the internet being what the internet is, you go on the internet and, say, and you look up spiritual protection, and uh, spiritual protection takes many forms. You have uh, you have the baths, you have uh, the oils, and you have the uh, materials you can put around your house. Uh, you want you want to try to uh, uh, if you're going to try to handle it yourself. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to do something that's going to backfire or hurt you. The, the most, it's just going to be ineffective. So you can try a fumigation. Um, yeah, you can take three yes, ba- I think, bay yeah, leaves. I think that is a very good advice. That is excellent advice. Fumigation yeah, is. Yeah, so fum- fumigation. Fact- uh, you can try frankincense, uh, copal. These are very high vibration incenses. Bay leaves with the with holy names written on it. Uh, if you're uh, if you're in the Christian tradition, you would write the name name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost on three bay leaves and so fumigate your house with it. Uh, well, I'm the sure first, the, the, the first, Hebrew tradition there think, are similar uh, yeah, uh, things the, you can the, buy. The first, the, the first um, detailed, I think, description of 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 a, a really good exorcism is recorded is in the Book of Tobit, right, and, which was found amongst the Dead Sea Scrolls. And, and that was about, I think, between like 100 BCE and and 25 C, 
So it's about the type of around the time of Christ. Okay, is the first documented um, uh, exorcism, and I have the formula I think for that uh, in, uh, uh, in 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 my book, and I'm happy to to uh, share it with your audience. If you give me sure, a moment. we have about we have about five minutes, so that would be a good way to wind it up. This is your formula for exercising evil spirits. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, uh, I need to. I need to quickly jump to that. Uh, so, if you that, find yourself okay. suspecting earthbound spirits, demonic spirits, uh, succubus or in- incubus, this is a formula from uh, Dr. Jeremy Weiss from his this book on oldest, the Jewish. This is the ad- oldest formula. And liver okay, then. of a fish to make smoke in the presence of the man or woman who is affected by the demon or evil spirit. And any affliction will flee and never return. Now, those of you at home can add to this by reciting Psalm 20 and Psalm 90 if you, if you have a Bible. Uh, so the, the, those are common. Those are another common method. Another common method is Psalm 19, using the proper holy name of God, Hey, H-E. And you repeat that for a total of seven times over the person that you think is possessed by the evil spirit. So those are you, you burn. Those you burn the liver methods. of a fish. You burn the liver of yep, a fish. Three, the heart and liver of a okay. fish. Yep, heart and liver of a fish in the presence of the, the man or woman who is affected. The yes. heart and liver of a fish. Yes. That is the oldest method for exorcism. And you read those psalms and you pronounce the true holy name of God, which is He, H-E-E. Well, that is did you one know of that the ineffable, many, the many ineffable names of God? Yes, in that did you know that when the, when the Cherokee cast out, when the Cherokee cast out evil spirits, they went ha, ha. Oh, isn't that something? Huh. When they when they were uh, summoning the spirit, uh, the counter spirit, there were there was a spirit that would cause disease and a counter spirit that would uh, remove the disease, and uh, usually you'd make a concoction of plants. And uh, you would rub it on it, and you, you would say, uh, uh, you know, spirit of rabbit or whichever it was. Rabbit would cause arthritis, for instance. Uh, and you would send, uh, like, the spirit of um, the wind to get it. You say, spirit of the wind, I cast out the rabbit. Ha, ha, ha. And uh, uh, it, it's a very similar syllable. Very similar. Yeah. And very that, that was interesting. That was that was calling down the great spirit. Ha. And it was, it's a, uh, it's you're told to say it with great authority, great com- great authority. Well, Jeremy, we have a, you know, th- gosh, thanks for coming. I have to have you back on um, sometime. And um, what what advice do you have um, for us to not attract the attention of? Um, I guess not. You know, there's got to be probably some way that you make yourself attractive. To these these type of spirits, what's your best advice to not make yourself attractive to these types of spirits? Oh well, the best way is to not provoke them by not invoking them, by not being uh, overjoyed, uh, too 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 happy. Uh, always always moderate your your yourself. Live in the live in sort of the middle. Ground. You don't want to. You don't want to be overly uh, joyful, even even on happy occasions, because you don't want them to ruin your fun. So, oh, they're uh, that's an invitation for them to try to. That's inviting them to 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 try to mess with you, because they oh. just don't like it. They don't <laughs> like it. So. That's like that's like yeah. some of my in-laws I used to have. Yeah. All right. Maybe they were maybe they were demons. Uh, Jeremy, thanks, man. Um, we sure appreciate it. We hope you have a happy Halloween. And folks, we'll see you next week. This is John St. Germain Thank and you. Dr. Jeremy Weiss.
saying goodbye. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.